Good morning, Oregon. It's Thursday, April 8th. This is Elliot News with your news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Portland's mayor and commissioners on Wednesday unanimously approved a $6 million plan they say is the best option to combat a dramatic rise in shootings and gun deaths that's placed the city on track for a record number of homicides. The measure, which takes effect immediately, reestablishes a uniformed team of police officers tasked with preventing shootings, but without new funding for the Portland Police Bureau. It also provides millions of new dollars to community organizations for anti-violence work, and it authorizes the addition of two dozen unarmed rangers to patrol parks and surrounding neighborhoods. More than one in three Oregon public school students now gets regular in-classroom instruction, a jump of about 20% from before spring break. The number is lower in the Portland area, where about one in six regularly saw the inside of a classroom as of last week. The number of students regularly getting in-person instruction is sure to increase in the coming weeks as schools begin phasing in hybrid instruction. Governor Kate Brown in late March ordered districts to offer hybrid instruction to elementary students right after spring break then by late April expand to every grade level. Schools in the metro area are taking a phased approach. A bipartisan group of Oregon lawmakers is backing a proposal to tackle unaffordable prescription drug prices that would go further than any other state in the nation. Senate Bill 844 would create a state prescription drug affordability board with the power to set upper limits on how much Oregon buyers would be allowed to pay for particularly high-priced drugs. Payment limits would apply throughout the healthcare system, from wholesalers and pharmacies to physicians, hospitals, and nursing homes. For patients, the proposal could reduce what they pay for high-priced drugs. Pharmaceutical groups oppose the bill, saying it could undermine their ability to develop new drugs for certain conditions, and that it could lead to some drugs no longer being sold in the state. Foot traffic in downtown Portland shows signs of improvement in recent weeks across a variety of metrics. Parking meter transactions in downtown Portland were up 53% in March as compared to February, according to the Portland Department of Transportation. That's still well short of where they were in early 2020 before the pandemic hit. And trips downtown via TriMet were still down more than 73% in the fall and winter as compared with a year prior, an indication that those going into downtown aren't coming on public transit. Traffic into downtown across the Morrison Bridge has been slowly increasing after plummeting in the first two months of the pandemic. Overall, traffic headed into downtown across the bridge was down 33% in mid-March as compared to pre-pandemic levels. A host of construction companies and design firms have filed liens against Nike and its general contractor, claiming they've been shortchanged as much as $110 million for work performed on the company's Mammoth Campus expansion near Beaverton. At the top of the extraordinary list of disgruntled companies is Hoffman Construction, Nike's go-to contractor for decades. It claims Nike owes more than $48 million. Skylab Architecture, another favorite of Nike, alleges it has not been paid $7.1 million. Nike declined to address whether the claims by its contractors are valid. Nike has never divulged the full price tag of its expansion project, but in a lien filed on February 23rd with the Washington County Recorder's Office, Hoffman revealed its original contract was for $443 million. Thanks for listening. Find more news at OregonLive.com and learn how you can support our journalism at OregonLive.com slash pod support.